everybody. I'm Kelly Ellers. I'm Jeffrey London. And this is Volume Up by The Tease. So, Kelly, something came across my desk. Okay. And I thought that we should maybe talk about this really quick. Um, we have covered salon slash insert thing concepts before. Okay. Where, you know, like the blind barber is also a speakeasy bar plus the barber shop. Mm-hmm. Looks like there is a new salon that is coming to a suburb of Jersey. We'll just New Jersey somewhere. Okay. Um, that is a full-blown <laughs> coffee bar Ooh. in addition to being a salon. Which brings me to, do these things belong together? I want your hot take. Well, I think sitting in the chair with a nice, beautiful, freshly brewed like oat milk latte. Mm-hmm. Yes. Heavenly. Goes to. Sure. You know, it's interesting to me, the food with the sanitary things. Uh-huh. But I I don't think I'm opposed to it. Are you? So, I mean, it sounds right. Yeah. Like, as you're describing it, I sure, like, I'm sitting there, I'm getting my hair, like, and yeah, there's like a, I'm in my case, obviously, an iced coffee. Um, That sounds right. Right. But I feel like, would I come to this place for just the coffee yeah. while I'm seeing people? Like, is that my neighborhood coffee jaunt? I, I don't know. It's just, it's, I know. it's nice to have, but I don't, I don't know. I, something feels off. Yeah. Not only is this place, and I'm not going to name names because, you know, Mm-mm. we are all about entrepreneurialism. Yeah. Whatever's going to work for them, you know, all the power to them. In addition, having a coffee bar full full-blown coffee situation they are also bringing in live music okay which again i guess like creates an event an ambia a reason to come into the salon perhaps what are your what are your what's your take here yeah all in all interesting take i'm going to be interested to see how it it works i wonder if there is like a separation of church and state coffee and hair right Mm -hmm. if there is a divided area because i personally love the smell of coffee and i love the smell all the smells from the salon. So I'm getting a double dose of endorphins. But if they mix, think about that. Like, no, no, I know. So, so not a barrier. <laughs> it looks like an open concept. So we're getting coffee. Okay. We're getting TBD, right? Yeah. TBD on that one. I don't know. Something, I just, I can't. Something about it. Hit us up. Let us know. Yeah. Would you do this? Yes. Do you have full blown coffee bar in your salon? Is this the thing that we're just missing out on? Let us know. Let us know. On our last episode, we talked with Lisa Goshan. Lisa is the president of Leadership Group International LL. C, aka LGI Branding. LGI is a women minority owned global brand strategist corporation specializing in the import and export of consumer product goods for safety and new product development for beauty accessories. That's a mouthful. Kudos to her. Along with Racks for Wigs, the first over the door wig rack designed to store wigs, Lisa has founded Goodbye Glue. Goodbye Glue are the first medical grade adhesive strips designed to attach false eyelashes. Made with 3M hypoallergenic material, Goodbye Glue Strips are chemical-free, last 24 hours, and are water-resistant and super easy to apply, of which she did live on the pod. I feel like I should give these a whirl. Make sure you subscribe, rate, review, and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok at Read the Tees and send in questions to volume up at thetees.com. Do it. This week, we're talking with Lindsay Rumpel. Lindsay has extensive work experience in the beauty industry and is currently the vice president for Hot Heads Hair Extensions at Beauty Industry Group. She's been with the brand since 2021 and previously held positions at Joico and at Henkel as the director of business development and senior director of business development, respectively, from 2006 to 2021. 
Today, we talk about all things Hotheads hair extensions, including some exciting news that you'll be hearing here on the pod for the first time ever. This is an exclusive. It's a big deal. So buckle up uh, and get ready for that one. So, you know, look, we've got an exciting interview, um, but a sedate topic for our next rant. Ooh, okay. Uh, we're going to bring the mood down because it's all about the lazy girl trend. Are you familiar with yes. this lazy girl situation that's happening right now? Indeed. Mm-hmm. All right. So first up, Sophia Ritchie is throwing her hair back into a bun and is detailing extensively <laughs> everything that goes into what is being dubbed the lazy girl bun. Um, and then Chris Appleton, uh, always one to hop onto a trend, is talking about a lazy girl blow dry. Uh, these things to me seem oxymoronic. Like, how do we, <laughs> like, there's nothing lazy about a blowout, nor is there really like something lazy about throwing your hair back in the way that she does it. I mean, like, I guess, sure. Like, a, in the way she does it. We've got an like step by step with lots of things happening products, shellac. Yeah. The question I've got, like, how do you feel about this branding, this lazy girl thing? You know, I mean, it's fine to have a lazy hair day, but I will tell you, I was a sucker. I watched the entire tutorial from Sophia from Sophia Richie. Oh, yeah. Because I thought, yeah, I mean, she looks incredible, impeccable with her slick bun. Yeah. And it's not just a pullback. No, 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 no. She sections it. Yep. It's back. Yep. There's cream. Yep. There's multiple parts involved. And so I was thinking, this isn't lazy. There's nothing lazy about it. It's an active girl bun. What are we talking about? It's an active girl. I mean, it's harder than popping this hair in hot rollers, which is my favorite thing to do. She's twisting. She's clipping. She's... And so anyway, I don't believe it's Lazy Girl, but it did get my attention. And I do want to look into uh, the Lazy Girl blow dry. I mean, I, I feel like I should know what that is, too. Because is that air drying? I mean, that would be the lazy girl approach, would it not? I just like, what are we doing? This there's, there's so much talk. I mean, and we've yeah. said it on this podcast, like the the foodification of trend. Like, what? Are, yeah, I just the lazyification of hair. Do we need it's, to? It's not a bad thing to be skilled. Like, let's let's embrace that. Let's do that. It's not lazy. The opposite of lazy. I think it should have been the complicated girl bun. I mean, it's not as sexy, maybe, in terms of a headline, but truer to life. Like, I want to know exactly what she... Like, she's done it for us. Thank you, Sophia. I'm excited to know. But it's not lazy. You know why I watched it till the end? Because I was waiting for her to get out her got-to-be spray. Mm. To just get the tiny ends just really slicked back. But she didn't. She stuck with the Orbe. Heard it here. (laughs) Kelly's watched it, so you don't have to. Um, all right. Well, let's talk about things that are maybe less controversial okay. or equally so, depending on your mood. I don't know. Um, things that are trending over on our side. Our editorial team has been hard at work this week on covering industry news, looking into trends and diving into brands that you don't know but should. And here are some of our favorite headlines. First up, this is a, a monster headline. It's like having a Lamborghini and just driving up and down the driveway. Hairstylist Richard Manna on how to maximize Babyliss Pro's nano titanium spring curling iron. Throughout his career as a hairdresser, working in his native Australia, London, New York, and now Miami, Richard Manna has always used Babyliss Pro products. The tools are so reliable, and I find they're constantly creating new tools for us as hairdressers, says Manna. Since then, his love for Babyliss Pro and their tools has blossomed into a proper partnership. For the past six months, Manna has been working alongside Babyliss Pro, calling it the perfect marriage. The T's had the opportunity to talk with the world-renowned 
Nana to get the inside scoop on all things Babolus Pro and why their nano titanium one and a half inch spring curling iron engineered with advanced technology is creating waves of the future. Head to tees.com to learn more about this tool and Nana's styling tips and tricks. Kelly, are you in need of a curling iron? You did mention curlers, but maybe we want to upgrade to a hot tool. I would love a nano titanium spring curling iron, especially if it's as easy or like having a Lamborghini and driving it up and down the driveway. I know I want a Lamborghini because I feel like that would be difficult. But (laughs) I mean, Richard is here to set us straight. And that he does. Uh, (laughs) Check out that article uh, and let us know if you guys are already rocking with Babelist Pro Tools. All right. Next up, as you all know, our team went to New York Fashion Week in a big way and talked to almost all of the leads uh, from the most important shows, and we've got lots to cover. So this article is about the Libertine show, which was coming back to New York after a bit of a pause. So the article is called Lead Hairstylist Matthew Curtis Spills on the Polished Hair He Styled for Libertine's Spring-Summer 24 Runway Show. After a two-year hiatus sparked by the pandemic, Los Angeles-based label Libertine made a much-anticipated return to New York Fashion Week to unveil its Spring 2024 collection. With his latest range of designs, co-founder and creative director Johnson Hardig sought inspiration from an assortment of vintage books from Morocco, which dated back to the 30s and 40s. This resulted in a bold collection full of vibrant florals, eye-catching prints, and patchwork textiles. Serving as lead hairstylist, Matthew Curtis was tasked with creating the perfect hair look that would pair well with Hardig's designs. Using Olivia Garden tools and Oribe products, Curtis opted to give all of the models a more polished look, featuring big sweeping fringe, Pre-show, the tease was able to chat with Curtis about his inspiration for the show's hair, how it complemented Libertine's latest collection, and his favorite thing about styling for Fashion Week. Isn't it refreshing? We talked about this, we joked about this in private, to see something beyond the Fashion Week bun, <laughs> the chignon. Yes. What did you think about the hair for the show? You know, I think it was amazing. I love the deep part, the side swept. So and I good. was so refreshed not to see the Fashion Week bun, if you will. Because I want to see the pros rocking something different yeah. and so kudos to matthew curtis and libertine is always chef's kiss right always pushing the envelope love this all right last but certainly not least this is a really interesting one so make sure you go to the tease to read this the article is lead hairstylist jayling sang and cutler salon served up the dreamiest hair looks for Terra babylon spring summer 24 presentation Gender-fluid label Terra Babylon transported guests into a candy-colored floral fantasy for its spring 2024 show titled Babylonia. Inspired by floral prints and leftover fabrics, the collection offered an airy take on warm weather staples like figure-hugging mini dresses, crop tops, and two-piece sets, all dreamed up with the sweetest pastel color palette. While the brand's whimsical clothing no doubt shined throughout the presentation, so too did the dreamy hair and makeup that was spotted on the models. We're not exaggerating when we say that the hair looked as if it were straight out of a fairy tale. Many of the models donned gorgeous garden-fresh florals in shades of baby pink, peach, crimson, and yellow that were pinned and layered into beautiful Edwardian-inspired updos. These floral sculptures were crafted by lead hairstylist Jaling Seng and his talented team from Cutler Salon, which included salon founder and Redken brand ambassador Rodney Cutler, all using Redken hair products. Pre-show The Tease was lucky enough to chat with Seng and Cutler. Head to thetease.com to learn all about these looks. We know the flower crowns are out, but how do we feel about- This was much more. I mean, we've got like a, a skillfully, <laughs> artfully placed I mean, flower here and there and there in an updo. Would would we see you, Kelly Ellers, rocking something like this for spring? 
Uh, possibly, especially if I was walking some sort of runway. I don't know about just hanging out at the office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe for the podcast. But as far as down to the meticulous detail, down to the nails, to the cuffs, to the gems on the eyes. I mean, this had to be, I mean, like an explosion of color and texture. It was beautiful and stunning. And so kudos to Jalen Singh. Yeah, we love to see some maximalism. Well done. This is another one. Not the pony. Yeah, no Fashion Week bun. No pony, nope. no bun. Nope. We love it. Love to see it. Our artistry at work. Congrats. As always, so much going on over at thetease.com. Thank you to our hardworking editors. We are proud to publish stories the salon pros and consumers care about. Next up, Jeff's conversation with Lindsay Rumpel. Lindsay Rumpel has extensive work experience in the beauty industry. Lindsay is the vice president for Hotheads Hair Extensions at Beauty Industry Group. She's been with the brand since 2021. Previously, she held positions at Joyco and Henkel as the Director of Business Development and Senior Director of Business Development, respectively, from 2006 to 2021. As innovators of the tape-in hair extension method, Hotheads has been breaking ground in the professional styling industry since its inception. Hotheads' premium ethically sourced 100% Remy human hair extensions have remained a staple in the styling world, providing stunning hair transformations while minimizing damage to clients' hair. Committed to inspiring through education as well as their product, Hothead's cutting-edge online and in-person support provides top-notch certifications and the Hottie Squad community resources designed to elevate your craft. Hotheads isn't just about hair. It's about bringing you the tools and the confidence you need so you can shine as a true extension specialist. Lindsay, welcome to the Volume Up podcast. How's it going today? Oh, man. Today is amazing. I would say sunshining, but not so much in Florida today. It's actually a little cooler, but we'll take it. Well, I mean, it's been a sweltering summer everywhere, winter, whatever. Yeah. So take it for the for the day. That's right. Um, all right. Let's get into it, Lindsay. For folks who are maybe unfamiliar, I'd love to understand how did you get to beauty? Did you think that you were always going to wind up in this industry? Yeah, actually, I did. I love that. Ironically, I was a hair model. So I was always, of course, behind the scenes and then being on stage and worked at many different salon professional brands. But uh, ironically, I would get off stage and then I'm like, I want to go to the booth. I want to see how they market it. I want to see how they sell like sell items. I wanted to see the audience. And so I was just very fortunate at a very young age uh, being able to be in that environment. And it really just set up my vision of like, I want to be in the beauty business. Uh, and definitely, I knew it was always like sales, marketing, education side. I didn't know what, but it was definitely the business of beauty. Wow. Uh, that is an interesting take. I feel like we <laughs> got people who are like, I always knew, like you did, sounds like, or people that sort of stumble into it, which is also fun. Um, love hearing those entry points. How did you wind up doing what you're doing currently? Was this a linear path? Were there different steps along the way? I'd love to understand what that's looked like for you. Yeah. So uh, as when I went to college, I just stayed in contact. Actually, at the time, it was with Graham Webb. I had two mentors. I was very lucky that were uh, leaders and on the education side, Irene Meikle and Francesca Rivetti. And they just gave me like the ins and outs. Like They exposed me to customer service, accounting, finance, marketing, like all the different areas. And so as I was going through college, um, I would I stayed in great contact and then they kept me busy. I did internships. 
I still did a lot of hair modeling through college, but what it allowed me to do was to start networking, right? That's what's so beautiful about our industry. And I learned to network in this industry at a very young age. Um, so I met so many people who I, I will see them on the road today and they're like, oh my gosh, we remember when you were a baby. And I'm like, yeah, I'm one of, I'm, I'm aging out now. Um, but at the end of the day, that's what's so great is the networking. So I experienced that networking early on. And that is truly what helped me uh, set up my career. So talk to me a little bit about that. I mean, we often hear on this podcast, people like yourself saying mentorship was key, networking was huge, and this industry is obviously so much about relationships. For someone who's just getting started, what would you recommend that they do to sort of put themselves out there to make some of these connections that are maybe not as easy if they weren't a hair model? Yeah, I mean, I think at the end of the day, you have to go with your instincts of like what your interest is. So if it's like cutting, if it's makeup, if it's hair color... Like reach out to some of the executives or reach out. You can, I mean, LinkedIn is so easy now. And of course through Instagram, but just to say, see who's got titles in their name. And it's not necessarily about being a C-suite, but it's about just finding a connection in there. Hmm. And to this day, I love it when people like reach out and we're like, will you mentor me? Will you help me get to the next step? Um, that that's our role as a human, not just as also in addition to salon professional, mm. but this next generation is coming up and we've got to do our role and do our job. And so I just encourage everyone, you've got to have a go-getting attitude first, right? You've got to make that first step. Once you make that first step, then you have to sit back and listen and and follow a lot of the direction that they give you. But you have to make that first step. And but always go with your interest, because if it's in your interest, then your heart's in it, too. And it'll make you take some leaps and bounds that maybe you wouldn't have beforehand. Oh, I love that. That's so well put. Um, and you heard it here, everybody. Lindsay is inviting you to her DMs. Yes. She's saying, get in touch if that's what you're trying to do. Please do. <laughs> Please do. Uh, Lindsay, talk to us a little bit about Hotheads. Um, we are going to talk at length about the brand yeah. and a lot of exciting initiatives that are happening. But I want to understand, how did you arrive at Hotheads? What did that look like? You talked about following passions. Were extensions always a passion? Talk to us about everything, please. Yeah. So I wouldn't say extensions was a passion because it's still such a fast growing category in salon professional, right? Mm -hmm. So passion for me was especially driven around how do we help hairstylists make money? Mm. At the end of the day, we're helping small businesses make money. And hair color and hair care has helped me do that um, in a very significant way in my career. And really was just at a pivotal point of what's next for stylists. What I love when I'm talking to stylists is you get to talk about education. You get to talk about growth. You get to talk about ways that they get to learn new ways to make money. And so hair extensions was... Uh, like it's been on this growth, you know, trend like no other. And I was like, well, what does that really mean? We were kind of all talking about it. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, look, now that salon's doing extensions. <laughs> now this one's doing it. Yep. And then you see the dollars that can be made. And so when I really discovered that a stylist can make seven days of revenue in one day, I was like, okay, first of all, I'm in. I actually want to help them do that. And then a lot of times... Um, it's new for stylists. So to actually present something new to them that they can learn and grow and make money, that is where my passion really just was like, you know what, this is my next path. And so there was an opportunity to be the brand leader at Hot Heads and um, I jumped right on it. 
I love that. That's so impressive. Um, and yeah, I mean, to your comment, so many opportunities within the space, super fast growing. And we're going to get into why people should be in the loop if they're not already. Um, yeah. So tell us a little bit about the history of Hotheads, if you could. Um, huge innovator in the space, but we want to hear from from you. Yeah, I mean, I think with Hotheads, um, they were, you know, the first to be in tapes and tape-ins, right? And and tape-ins are still, at the end of the day, um, they're still the moneymaker. Mm-hmm. Two reasons why. One, it's fast and there's quick money to be made. So when you're dealing with time and money with stylus, it's a win-win. Mm-hmm. So that alone really put Hotheads on the map. But then secondly... Beauty Industry Group, who is the leader in hair extensions, purchased Hotheads in 2017. Mm-hmm. And so when that transition really started to happen, has really opened the doors on innovation, different methods, how to really expand the reach, really has made a difference for Hotheads. And that's where we really talk about the trajectory that can really happen. And, and that's been happening for Hotheads. So, I mean, you just brought it up, um, which is innovation. So the brand is now known for a lot in this space um, in terms of innovation, um, lots of different methods. I would love to hear from you as someone who is at the very helm of this brand. Um, what are the some of the technologies that you guys have pioneered? So beyond tape-ins, for example. Yeah. So, I mean, really, it's a it's growing across all hair extensions, but it's how in the way that you do it and look at the way the grade of hair and things like that, which I can get into later. Mm-hmm. But really, with hotheads, we do have tape ends. We definitely we have weft. Um, we have fusion. And at the end of the day, I think where technology and innovation comes about besides how the hair is made is also through education. You know, it's just like with hair color. And I like to say this, like you can place a foil diagonal or you can place it uh, different ways and create these different looks. Mm -hmm. Hair extensions are the same exact way. A stylist is given a canvas and the way that they create with that canvas with hair color, they're doing the same thing with hair extensions. So innovation has really come about allowing them to give them these additional tools and their hands also create a lot of this innovation that I like to call that the same way that they do with with education through hair color. Oh, so smart and really well put that sort of analogy. Maybe folks are not familiar, but it's easy to think about it in this way. How, from your perspective, has the brand sort of stayed ahead of the curve? I mean, you, you've talked about, I mean, this space, extensions in particular, yeah. explosive growth, so much interest. Um, the demand is obviously there. Um, what do you liken some of this like innovation drive to within the brand? Yeah, so we had to take a look at Hotheads, um, you know, really last year, really coming into, into this year where we looked at an area that is really important. So what's really great at Beauty Industry Group is, is the connection to the stylist. So we do a lot of surveys and research to really find out about this category mm. and then make sure that we're answering and responding to the stylist needs. And, you know, a couple of things always come up. One of the top things is quality. Sure. But number two is like, where is the hair sourced? So the end user is constantly looking about where is hair sourced. And so that was an area of opportunity for us to say, hey, let's take a look at this. So we launched a a brand under Hotheads called Lush by Hotheads. It's a collection that is sourced from continental Europe, but it's also traceable. Mm -hmm. So for us, you're able to trace the journey of the hair. You know exactly where your hair came from. You know when it was collected, when it was manufactured. 
And then when it arrives in Salt Lake City into our into our fat and our manufacturing plant. So for us, this is really important. And this was a big initiative, um, even within Beauty Industry Group. We're the only brand that is able to show transparency. And that is an area that then allows us to talk about ethical sourcing and fair trade and these things that are really important at the brand level at Hotheads, mm-hmm. but most importantly, at Beauty Industry Group. Um, this is uh, huge pillars for us. Yeah, I mean, this is incredible. Um, we've covered this on the tease, and I think that it's such an important initiative. We're thrilled for you and, and hoping, um, but I, I, I want to hear from you. Your thoughts? Do, do we think that other brands will hopefully follow suit? Is that that the aim? I mean, certainly transparency for hotheads is great, but wouldn't it be great if everybody did something similar? Absolutely. You know, what I love about our industry is that, yes, people can be competitors, but we always want to raise the bar together. Absolutely. And if we do it together, it actually truly brings the word professional out in salon professional industry. Mm. And so... Uh, for myself, that is really important. And it is important in beauty industry group. We talk about it on a daily basis about how all brands can get to that level. And it, it's hard. It's hard based on where hair is sourced. People have to give up information, right? So you're having to start a, a process over or kind of in a newer way, but it is the goal and we will get there. Mm, love that. Um, and it sort of harkens back to what you said at the beginning of this conversation, which is like really needing to show up for the next generation. Um, this is something that they're clamoring for. Increasingly, consumers want this transparency and kudos to, to Hotheads for for making this happen. And with any luck, this will be a, a trend that others follow. That's right. Um, would love to understand from your end. I mean, you talked a lot about quality. You talked about the traceability. What are the other sort of hallmarks that set Hotheads apart from, you know, its competitors, if you will, in the space? Yeah. So the next uh, kind of, I'll call this a pillar um, in a sense, but it's it's how can we do our part for the environment, right? Mm. How can we be more sustainable? How can we be, if you want to call it more green, but it's there is a lot of plastic that runs through hair extensions. Let's just say that. Yep. Right? Yep. Um, and so we did start with our first with, with Lush by Hotheads. We are in a 100% recyclable packaging. Love that. So that was our first step. And then we are making our next move into new packaging that is 100% recyclable. And so it doesn't matter if it's, you know, I, I like to say if it's in a cardboard box, if it's in, in different materials, the whole purpose is, is that we have to do better and understanding how are we going to make sure we're doing better. And so you will see that as we go forward into 2024 in a really big way, but we do have something launching this year that will have new packaging. Again, that is 100% recyclable. So really important to us as we continue to drive that messaging. Oh, well, we are going to get to that in just a moment. Um, but I do want to talk about another sort of pillar of what Hotheads is bringing to the table, um, which is its wildly successful hottie squad. Um, you talked about how something that sets the brand apart is education and the skill in terms of install that people can think of similar to different hair coloring techniques. Um, what is the hottie squad? How do people get involved? What are the perks? Lay it out for me, please. Yeah, I mean... 
Listen, we all want to be a part of a community. We want to be a part of a community that we can be authentic. We can be real. We can be sassy, but we can also respect each other. Mm. And I think for me, the Hottie Squad community is a group of stylists that are seeking opportunities to make more money using hair extensions. And they love to be surrounded by the people. Mm. I am a super duper positive person. It's the only people that I want to surround myself with. And we say that about the hottie squad, like you can be sassy and truthful and not be negative, right? And so that's where we really have this messaging. We have connections, we have education events, hottie squad gets together at trade shows, at events, at in salons, Um, we have a Facebook group. And then we also just have like this master educator, kind of more of our elevated that get together on a weekly basis and we just chat about the industry and it's fantastic to be a part of. Oh, well, I want to be a hottie squad member, um, <laughs> have zero skill set, should not be involved at all, but you really have sold it to me. Um, I love that. Um, but what are the things that are sort of the hallmarks for brand um, in terms of how it is reaching out to the, the pro stylists out there? Yeah, I mean, I think that this is always an area of opportunity um, for many brands, but especially for hotheads, because we're still learning. We do a lot of uh, small groups and focus groups to learn what we need to be doing as a brand to support them. Mm. And so for us, we really rely on the stylist of the direction that we're going to go. There are things on the horizon that will help a stylist be even more successful. And I think we're going to really be driving that through education and bigger events, through hair extension events. We all go to color events. We all go to cutting events. But really looking at what is next in regards to education and putting that business of hair extensions with education. And so at the end of the day, for us, it is about listening and being able to really create a masterpiece for our stylists on their needs. Sign me up for that. Wherever this is going to be, that's where I want to be too. Um, I'm so excited about the idea of seeing some more specificity. As you said, like there's so much out there for cutting, for color, the sort of traditional. Um, But the spaces, as we keep saying, so much opportunity, so much growth. Um, So yeah, can't wait to see what Hot Heads has in store. Yeah. And I I will say this, like we're calling all stylists, right? You want to learn and learn to make new money. Um, It's about money and you fit it into your existing time. We have a place for you. And I think that that's what is just what is missing is being a part of this community. And that's what our Hottie Squad community is all about. All right. Well, Lindsay, you had mentioned, you know, some big things for the brand uh, that are happening this year still. Obviously, there's things that the brand aspires to do in 2024 and beyond, which we love. Um, But talk to us a little bit about what's on the more immediate horizon, if you could. Yes. Um, I believe that there is a premium weft collection. Can we talk about that? Yes, we can talk about that. This is really exciting thing. So really at Hot Heads, we had to take a look at our existing weft business. Um, we've had some inconsistencies, um, especially, you know, with the in the area of quality. Um, it's been a very uh, interesting time after COVID. Sure. Um, and so overcoming that, we, we've had we've made some changes. We've had some inconsistencies. And we just said, you know what? What if we go back to the drawing board? What would really be important to our Hottie Squad community? Mm-hmm. And so there were three areas that we had to look at. One, we had to actually look at the grade of hair. So we had to actually look at what quality is. Mm. 
Number two is that we had to look at our manufacturing process. What areas of opportunity from smart technology are available? And then three, we had to look at our packaging. First appearances is everything. Let's be real. That's where you're going to, you know, gain. But most importantly, what are we doing to, uh, you know, be more sustainable? And so those were the three areas that we looked at um, in order to come up with this brand new premium weft. Oh, I love that. Um, you talked a lot about uh, a few moments ago, uh, sort of insights and research that's being done in partnership with, you know, the leadership at Beauty Industry Group. Where did this push come from? Like, how were you finding out some of these things? And how were you using that data to inform some of these decisions, these three things that you just chatted about? Yeah. So uh, we do, like I said, the research and surveys, the surveys don't lie because they go to the stylist. And they're brutal. <laughs> They're brutal. But do you know what? The, the truth is so helpful. And you have to take every complaint as a gift and you say, thank you. Mm. And what we do with that information um, is, is really what's going to be a difference. So, you know, at Beauty Industry Group, we truly believe um, in, in, in growing the stylist community. At the end of the day, we've got to gain more stylists, help them make more money and mm-hmm. delivering true beauty. That is our, our true tag, a beauty industry group, delivering true beauty. So what does that mean? So gathering this information and this data, we found out, you know, big, big area of opportunity. And one that the stylist cares the most about is the quality of the products. Mm-hmm. And And I don't think that that's surprising. If that's from makeup to hair color to a shampoo, they do care about quality. Our our end users are smarter than ever. They're doing the research and they want to know the why. Mm. So we need to be able to teach them the why. And that's where um, our top pillar of being the grade of the hair and bringing in quality um, is a leader in this premium weft. I love that. Um, Talk to us a little bit about, I mean, you've you've brought up quality in particular, um, how should one sort of look to make sense of, is this the quality that they would expect? I mean, in terms of rethinking, um, you said sort of ground up. Um, what What's in place for me as an end user to know this has got the stamp of approval, if you will? Yeah, it's. Uh, I wish it was that easy for that you could look at something and just be like, that's it. Um, <laughs> but really what hair quality comes down to is is the cuticle. Is the cuticle intact? <sighs> is the hair damage free at the collection process? And when you really have an intact cuticle, it means that think of it from just healthy hair, yep. right? You've got to start with healthy hair. And so that's really what quality is. And so for us at Hotheads, we had to take it a step further when we really looked at our quality. So our brand new premium weft is being made with 100% virgin Remy hair, which means at the collection process, it's virgin. Mm-hmm. It also means that the cuticle is intact um, and all the hair is going in the in the right direction. It's going in all the same direction, I think is the better way to put that. In addition, we are actually using microscopes to lab verify that it's 100% virgin Remy hair. So at the end of the day, it's another checks and balances for us to be able to put a stamp on quality for us. Love that. Um, I mean, from your perspective, being in this space, uh, do you think that there's enough that's being done in terms of some of these steps that Hotheads is now taking? Do you think that competitors are are looking um, at quality in the same way? 
I know that it's a top of mind um, for for many people out there. And I think at the end of the day, it takes brands to be the leaders and making sure that we're talking about it. Mm. I think in the past, it's been like, don't talk about it. There, there could be a problem. Yeah, I'm a, you know, I, I will say this, actually, we're optimistic problem solvers at BIG. Um, and that's our beauty industry group. So you'll hear me say BIG. We talk about being optimistic problem solvers. Mm. To be a problem solver, you've got to take your problems head on. Sure. And you know, problems I like to look at more as situations because you can turn them into opportunities. And so the situation that we have at hand is to make sure that we're doing everything possible to deliver the best quality that we can. Oh, I love that. So well put. Um, and again, something that maybe others can look to in the future, uh, but shout out to Hotheads for making this happen in the present. We also are aware, and you've talked about it just a few seconds ago, that there's going to be some packaging updates. So what can we expect as an end user? Will this premium weft collection look different? Um, how will I know that the packaging has been impacted? Well, it's super simple. We're going from a plastic bag to a cardboard box. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to know. You are going to know. Yeah. I mean, our, our, our current packaging and and it's a different product. So I do want to say that. Yep. So it's out with the old in a plastic bag, in with the new in a cardboard box. Um, what's great about the cardboard box is so random that I actually have one here, which is super funny. Oh, you've got it. This is perfect. Everybody's going to love that. If you're not watching us, sorry, find us. But what's really great about it is the entire thing. It's a double line box that's 100% recyclable. Love. The fronts uh, just says have to be taken out and not recyclable. But we do state that on the side. Box is 100% recyclable. Take out the front, mm -hmm. throw it away separately. And, you know, I think when you're delivering premium, right, there's something to be said about a double line. It's about delivering a, a something beautiful. When you buy a beautiful handbag, when you buy a pair of shoes, um, it's in a beautiful box. Yeah. And then next is it's like wrapped in tissue paper or it's also wrapped into a bag. Mm -hmm. So all of our hair will actually be hair netted as well to add that extra layer of protection. Amazing. Ugh, it's so beautiful. Again, if you're not watching us on wherever you're seeing it, um, you're missing out because the packaging is gorgeous, but it's going to be coming to stores soon. So don't even worry about it. You'll see it. That's right. That's right. Um, what's next for the Hotheads brand? I mean, again, you've talked a little <sighs> bit about things in the future. Obviously, this change that's happening now, which is incredible. Um, but, you know, if we are catching up with you a year from now, what what's going to be the, the topic du jour? You know, for us, we, we can't stop talking about this quality. Like if this is like, this might be the first time people are saying, hey, Hotheads is actually talking about quality and what they're doing going forward. Mm -hmm. And we can't stop. So one year from now, if they haven't said they haven't heard it again, then shame on me and shame on the company. But what is next is to continue to drive our efforts to make sure that our quality is superior. And it's not an easy task to do. It starts all at the hair collection stage, all the way to our manufacturing um, at the factory level until it arrives in Salt Lake City at our warehouse. And so, you know, we've got to have checks and balances all along. And just like anything, as technology changes, um, our checks and balances will have to change using innovation and technology, mm. meaning that, you know, as hair is collected, are there videos that we are, are watching of this process? Are we watching, you know, in the factory, um, all different things. So we hope to use innovation and technology throughout this next year to ensure that we are delivering on quality. Oh, well, 
again, shout out to you guys for being at the forefront of this. Um, an important conversation that is you know, being addressed, as you said, head on by the brand. Um, maybe others are less excited about taking this on, but shout out to you guys for for doing the work. Um, and I'm sure we will have plenty to talk about when we get in touch a year from now um, as more collections are switched over and all sorts of things. Yes. Before we go into our hot takes, um, I want to know, where can people find the Premium Weft collection? Ah, uh, yeah, that's fantastic. So what's great about Hotheads is that we are sold through distribution across North America. So you can go on our website, find your local distributor and find your local distributor store. And then we also are available on our website through e-commerce. So we've got multiple channels for you guys to be able to find our premium weft collection, which will be coming out very soon. Um, as I like to say this week, the hair is in the air. Um, it is in route. It is almost available <laughs> to be delivered to each and every one of you guys. Um, but uh, we're just super excited that it, it is it is launching here. Uh, exciting stuff. Um, and again, we will link to everything in the show notes, make it nice and easy for everybody to find these resources, including the Premium Web Collection. Um, all right, Lindsay, let's get into it. Our quick takes. Uh, these are questions that we ask of all of our guests. Yes. So we hope that you don't think about it for too long. That's part of the fun. Um, first question. What is the first ever beauty product that you remember owning? Having to have it, this is the thing that's going to make all the difference. For me, it was like, LA gel. Yeah. LA looks okay. gel, I think. But anyway, what, what is it for you? Mine was, uh, oh gosh, it was like skincare. So it would have been Pond's face cream only because uh, my my grandmother is still alive. Um, she is in her 90s. And at an early age, all she talked to me about was make sure you lather your face <laughs> to stay young as you get older. And to this day, she still uses it. So <laughs> it would have to be my Pond's face cream. <laughs> I love that. I don't use it anymore, but I remember at a very young age. That's right. I mean, if you did, we wouldn't fault you. I mean, you know, if it's working for grandma, maybe it works for all of us. Exactly. But that packaging, iconic, honestly, that I'm... The jar. It's conjuring images. <laughs> yep, that jar. Exactly. Um, Lindsay, are you superstitious? And if so, about what? So I would have to say no. Okay. I am a very... Pot like, I am a... Person, whatever you put in your head, I tell my son this all the time. If you think you're going to make an A, you're going to make an A. But as soon as you just like started second guessing yourself, you go downhill from there. So mm. I just leave with a positive attitude and a positive mindset. And if you actually can can drive that through in every situation, I'm a huge sports fan. So I like want to win games too. But if I already think we're going to win, then you're going to win. You know, it can happen. Okay, that's right. So it's just a mindset for me. No superstitions. I love that. Um, Lindsay, who would play you in a biopic about your life? <laughs> They've got to have great hair, obviously. They've got to have great hair. That maybe limits oh. the playing field a little bit. But who is it? Well, I mean, the good news is that you can buy your hair now. So uh, this is true. From Hotheads, we can make it happen. That's a beautiful thing. That's right. Um, oh, this one's a, this one's a, I'm going to have to say Sarah Jessica Parker. Okay. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to go there. I can see it. I mean, she's, uh, yeah, on all levels, but on what we know her, like on screen, off screen, mm -hmm. she's a mom, she's a wife, but then she is everything all beauty and, you know, Hell yeah. can wear her heels walking down New York City or she'll throw on her sneakers and like fit right in. Exactly. And also hair icon. Love that. Yes. She's a hair icon. Perfect casting. Um, what do you consider to be the ultimate comfort food? Oh, uh, well... I 
ironically, I am originally from the South. I mean, I'm from the South. So my Southern roots, when I go home, what my mother's going to make me is grits. Mm -hmm. I don't make them at home. Um, but when I actually go home, I, I would, so I would say comfort food is, is grits. I know it's a hard one. I don't eat it much though. No, that's perfect. I, I am, I always ask this question and get immediately hungry. Um, I am also from sort of South adjacent Maryland is like one of those weird, we've got grits too and grits are great. So excellent choice. Grits are great. (laughs) That's the pull quote. Um, last question. Uh, and this is not a stumper, but we do, you know, we're product junkies on this podcast. We want to talk about what people are using. So the question say that you're on a deserted Island and you can only bring three beauty products. You don't have to worry about shelter, food, water. You're good. We want to know the products. What are those things that you're bringing? So I'm going to go back to my grandmother's like story. She always told me, no matter what, you could wrap your hair up. And it, on a desert island, I'm going to go get some palm leaves and wrap my hair in a beautiful like okay. fondue. So I'm going after my face. I have to have my face wash, my like eye cream, and my overnight like lotion. I have to. It's all about my face. So my beauty comes from that piece. I don't know. But for my hair, I'm like, I'll braid it. I will use the salt to make it like get a little volume in it. Get some beachy texture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I feel that. Yeah, I'll use the nature on my hair piece, but on my skin, on a deserted island. Are there any brands in particular that you are swearing by? It's okay if you do. It's just, again, we, these are things that people are like, we got to know. They, they take notes, they add to cart. Yeah, no, you know, no, there is. There's a few that I love. I mean, I do love some It Cosmetics. Classic, classic. Um, Skin Cuticles. I still love Shiseido. Um, classic, like some classics that still have those those ones that I would definitely, um, you know, reach out to. Excellent choices. Um, and again, we got to take care of the skin. So I, I identify <laughs> with all of that. It's very relatable. Um, Lindsay, before I let you go, where can people find you as well as hotheads um, online and on social, please? Yes, fantastic. So you can find me at Lindsay Rumble um, on Instagram. Follow Hotheads Hair Extensions on Instagram, on YouTube. Um, also, make sure you go to our website and sign up for our SMS or email. We do some really amazing email campaigns as well, just to connect to the Hottie Squad community. So you're looking for connection, um, especially as a stylist. We are here for you. Um, and that's what I love the most. That's why I'm in this industry is, is all about our stylist community. Oh, love that. Couldn't have ended it on a better note. We will, again, link to everything in the show notes. We're going to make it nice and easy for you. Lindsay, thank you so much for joining us on the Volume Up podcast. It was a pleasure. We will be connecting in the future. We got to stay up to date with all things hotheads. Oh, absolutely, Jeffrey. This is amazing. Thanks. I mean, have you ever seen a more dedicated, enthusiastic brand leader than Lindsay? No, it's impossible. Uh, And I don't think that I've ever really given this much dedicated brain space to talking extensions. And my mind is blown out. Like, I'm so impressed by what the brand is up to in terms of what they're now doing with these updates to some of the products they've got going. But then, you know, what the brand has in store. I'm so excited for them. Really, really leading the way in the hair extension category. Congrats to Lindsay and team. Be sure you hit subscribe, rate and review and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok at Read the Tease and send in questions to volume up at thetease.com.
Volume Up is a Tease Media production. This episode was produced by Monica Hickey and Madeline Hickey. Brian Daly is our editor and audio engineer. Thank you to Josh Landowski and Nathan Folks for the custom Volume Up theme song. And thank you to our creative team for putting together the graphics for this episode.